Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Coffee Break Italian, Season 3, Episode 21. Mamma mia, siamo tornati. Sì, quanto tempo. Come stai Francesca? Ciao Marco, sto benissimo, sono felice di rivederti. Anch'io sono molto contento di rivederti qua in Scozia. Tu sei stata in Italia, non è vero? Sì, sono stata in Italia per un mesetto, tutto il mese di agosto. Benissimo. E come è andato tutto? Sì, eh, in Italia è è stata un'estate eccezionale dal punto di vista climatico perché... Fa sempre caldo in Italia d'estate, ma quest'anno faceva caldissimo. Anche qua in Scozia ha fatto bel tempo, allora ah, siamo bene. contenti e siamo contentissimi che sia tornata. Oh, wow! <laughs> we are delighted that you are back here in Scotland. However, we are back with another episode of Coffee Break Italian. This is Lesson 21 and I did indeed just use a subjunctive. Sì, sono molto stupita. Complimenti. <laughs> well, that's what exactly we're going to talk about. Allora, bando alle ciance. Sì, diamo inizio alle danze. It's quite a topic to begin this new part of this season with, isn't it? Sì, diciamo che iniziamo subito con qualcosa di potente. <laughs> so let's think about the subjunctive. It's, it's a mood, isn't it? Sì, bravissimo, it's a mood. So a mood is not quite a tense as such. In fact, there are different tenses within the subjunctive. But it, the fact that it's a mood means that it falls into the same category as other moods that we've learned. We've specifically talked about the conditional or the the imperative. And indicative as well, Mark. Exactly. So the indicative is the mood of most of the verb tenses that we've learned so far, most of the the kind of verbal ideas. Um, So if we're talking about indicative uh, verbs, these are verbs which are, are about things that are happening. See, real facts, facts, real yeah. things, uh, yes. Whereas the subjunctive is slightly different. It's got a little more of uncertainty around it. Yes, we can say that the subjunctive is the mood of uh, uncertainty. And for this reason, uh, we use it to express uh, opinions, uh, possibilities, uh, hope, uh, doubts. So all the things that are not 100% uh, sure or linked to to feelings uh, as well. 
Okay. And uh, although we're talking about a mood here, there are different tenses within that mood. So we have a present subjunctive. Sì, bravissimo. We would also have a, well, a perfect subjunctive. Sì, molto bene. An imperfect subjunctive. Sì, e ancora and uno. A pluperfect subjunctive. Bravissimo. <laughs> but of course, the great thing about this is once you learn the, the forms, once you learn the patterns, then very often we're looking at pretty regular verb patterns for, sì. for the most part. Sì, and there is a very clear logic behind it. That's what we like. Okay, <laughs> so. We've talked, you, you mentioned that these are verbs that refer to uncertainty, doubt, hope, fear, and so on. Um, very often, they're linked in some way to the word che. Sì, sì, che is one of the, uh, the triggers, we can call it a trigger for the subjunctive, and it's very often um, preceded by a verb that introduced the subjunctive. And we will see these verbs uh, in a moment. So normally, uh, specific verbs are in the main clause. For example, penso che, it's quite common. Yeah, so so I, I think, think that. that. See? And this is a trigger for the subjunctive because opinion is not a fact. It's something uh, personal, subjective. And that's why in Italian uh, it's described by the subjunctive. Okay, so we have come across these. We've come across examples of this. And every time we've come across an example of pens, okay, for example, we've always said, don't worry too much about this. <laughs> sì. We'll cover it. And this is what we're doing now. It's time, to... Il momento. <laughs> time to cover this. Okay, Francesca, I think it's, it's enough, uh, enough talk about theory. Let's look at some real examples of particular verbs which work in, in this way. See, as I've just mentioned, probably uh, the, the, the most important category is verbs of opinion. So okay. I've already said pensare, but it could also be verbs like credere, immaginare, always followed by che. Yeah, so if I said, I believe that something is the case, then that is, we would have to be thinking about a subjunctive for that. Esatto, molto bene. And don't worry, we'll be going through that when the time comes, but we're just going to look at these uh, examples of the key verbs for now. Sì, poi abbiamo i verbi di dubbio, verbs of doubt. So what would they be? Ad esempio, very often we say, eh, non so, non sono sicuro che, temo che. Mm. Yeah, okay. so I, I don't know, or I'm not sure that, or I fear that. And even in English, we might say something like, I fear that may be the case. So the may there carries a little bit of a subjunctive flavor. Mm, interessante. Qualcosa che dobbiamo ricordare allora. Okay, so what other category do we have? Uh, verbs of wish and want. Mm -hmm. Ad esempio, volere, sperare, desiderare suggerire eccetera okay so to want to hope to to wish to suggest and so on and this is where perhaps things get a little complicated because you might be thinking well, i want to go to the supermarket that, that's straightforward i want to go to the supermarket but the tricky thing is here when the subject changes if i say i want you to go to the supermarket. I'm wanting or wishing that you go to the Bravissimo. supermarket. And that's where we need the subjunctive part. Perfetto, Mark. Andiamo avanti, poi abbiamo uh, verbs suggesting a request. So again, volere, but also preferire, esigere, again, followed by che. 
Okay, so requests, I want you to do something. I prefer that you do something. I insist that you do something. Again, all of these are going to need a subjunctive. So you'll see that there are lots of situations where the subjunctive is actually required. And that's why we need to learn it. See, and before we also mentioned uh, feelings. So feeling and feelings and emotions are something which is uh, uh, strongly linked to the subjunctive. And some examples could be sono felice che, eh, sono sorpreso, eh, sono triste, ho paura. Eh, mi dispiace. Okay, again, so I'm happy that, I'm surprised that, I'm I'm scared that something be the case, or I'm sorry that something is the case. And again, we're passing judgment in a sense, we're expressing our emotions here. Sì. And that's why we need a subjunctive afterwards. And finally, we also have uh, quite a, a big category containing impersonal expressions. Uh, so things like uh, è possibile, è probabile, but also uh, è meglio, è ora, è giusto. And also the impersonal verbs uh, sembra che. Right. So all of these are, are introducing uh, possibility, probability, or, or again, judgment in a sense with emelio, it's better that someone does something and, and so on. Now, one little uh, flag here I want to raise, and okay. that is for those of us who learn other languages as well. Because the use of the subjunctive varies according to which language you're learning. Now, if you're familiar with other Romance languages, like, for example, Spanish, French, Portuguese, and so on, then you will definitely notice that sometimes when you use a subjunctive in Italian, you don't necessarily use the subjunctive in French, for example. So there are differing levels of subjunctiveness. <laughs> and just... Keep that in mind. So don't learn Italian and just assume that the subjunctive was the same way as è in vero. French. Sì, è un consiglio molto utile, Mark. Grazie. Okay, so so far we've looked at verbs and specific verbal expressions which link to the subjunctive. But there's another group of subjunctive triggers, Francesca. Sì, sì, there are other useful triggers. So watch out for these conjunctions which very often trigger the subjunctive. So what would these conjunctions be? These are little words or little expressions that will immediately mean that we need to use a subjunctive. Sì, sì. So here are just some of the most common examples. Ad esempio, sebbene or benché. So that would be although. Sì. Uh, we also have uh, a patto che or a synonym, a condizione che or a more formal synonym, purché. Okay, so these would be like as long as something is the case or provided, provided that. Provided that, yeah. sì, molto bene. Uh, the next one, affinché. Okay, very common. So, so that, in order that. Mm-hmm. Okay, some other common examples could be uh, a meno che. Mm-hmm. Unless. Sì. Or prima che. So that would be before something happens. So notice that that's prima che plus a verb. Um, if we wanted to say before the concert, then we could say prima del concerto. Esatto, perfetto. Okay. But before the concert begins, that begins has to have a subjunctive form. Bravissimo, Mark. What else do we have? Um... Di quanto, when we, uh, when we draw comparison, 
Ad esempio, è più interessante di quanto pensassi. Ok, so it's more interesting than I may have thought. Sì, bravissimo. I'm, I'm sewing in those maze, Francesca. Ah, bravo. <laughs> Now, there's one other word that is a little bit controversial or a little bit tricky in terms of the subjunctive, and that's the lovely little word, se. Si, but we have scheduled a whole episode. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking forward to that. So the word if can involve a subjunctive, but it doesn't always involve a subjunctive. Not always, depending on what it expresses. If we are talking about hypothesis, then we need the subjunctive. But we don't want to say too much about it just now. That sounds like a good idea. Now, Francesca, are there ways in which we might get a little confused if we have one sentence? I'm thinking of a sentence like, for example, um, penso che sia, subjunctive mm-hmm. form of essere, intelligente. Sì. So, what's going on there? Well, we have a verb of opinion, penso, followed by che, so it's a clear trigger for the subjunctive. And indeed, we have the subjunctive of essere, sia, so I think uh, he or she As uh, intelligent. Uh, mm-hmm. And what if I were being very <laughs> immodest and saying, <laughs> I think I am intelligent? Could I say, penso che sia intelligente? Oh, that's a good question, Mark. This is a really important rule about the subjunctive. If the person who is the subject of the main clause, in this case, penso, is also the subject of the subclause, so to be intelligent, then in this case we cannot use the subjunctive in Italian, but we have to use the D plus the infinitive instead. So in that case, if I were being that immodest person saying that <laughs> I think I am intelligent, I would say penso di essere intelligente. Perfetto, bravissimo. So let's turn it around. And uh, if we said that Francesca thinks she is intelligent, what would we say there? Okay. Francesca pensa di essere intelligente. And Francesca thinks that uh, Luca is intelligent. Francesca pensa che Luca sia intelligente. So although both of those are third person, Francesca and Luca are both third person, they're different people. Sì, <laughs> so that's sì. why we have to change the, the infinitive to the subjunctive. Esatto, this is a very good point, Mark, bravo. Is the subjunctive something that is only used in formal Italian? Like, if you're speaking good Italian, uh, do you use the subjunctive? But if you're being quite colloquial, you don't use the subjunctive. Is it anything like that? Uh, No, I think also, like, if you are colloquial, you should still be using the subjunctive. However, Uh (laughs) I must also say that at times... uh, uh, In contemporary, informal Italian, uh, we don't use the subjunctive as much uh, as we should. Or at times, we over-subjunctivize. Ah, okay. <laughs> so we use the subjunctive when it's not necessary. Okay. So it's interesting to observe uh, what is happening with the subjunctive in contemporary Italian. But I would definitely encourage uh, all our listeners to to use it. <laughs> Absolutely. And I have to say, as a learner of Italian, every time I use a subjunctive, I do feel a little bit proud of myself. <laughs> <laughs> And you should. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully our listeners will too. Francesca, it's time to listen to a dialogue. Sì. And in this dialogue, what is happening? 
Well, in this dialogue, uh, we are in a company, so it's quite a serious uh, uh, scenario. And uh, we have uh, Dottoressa Maffei, who is uh, some sort of uh, director, a big boss, and uh, Bianca and Paolo, who are two uh, employees who are trying to, uh, to organize a very important uh, event. Okay, so we'll listen to the dialogue after the break. In addition to the podcast version of Coffee Break Italian Season 3, we are also putting together a full course on the Coffee Break Academy, where you'll be able to access bonus materials to help you make even better progress with your Italian. That's right. Not only will you be able to enjoy an ad-free audio version of each lesson, we'll also provide a bonus episode in which we'll go through every detail of the dialogues and a third episode for each lesson in which Francesca will be testing us with some translation challenges based on the lesson topic. Of course, there are comprehensive notes and a video version of each lesson too. Visit coffeebreakitalian.com and follow the links for season three there. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, how to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Okay, as I said, we're going to be listening to a, a conversation. And guess what? There are quite a few subjunctives included in this conversation. Now, don't worry about not necessarily knowing how to form the subjunctive. That's all to come. At the moment, let's just listen to the conversation and see how much we understand. Grazie per essere venuti a questa riunione. È importante che siate qui oggi perché il lancio di un nuovo prodotto è sempre un momento delicato per ogni azienda. Spero che oggi non abbiate altri impegni. La vostra presenza è davvero essenziale. Dottoressa Maffei, non si preoccupi. Voglio che lei sappia che sia io che Bianca 
Abbiamo a cuore questo prodotto. È vero, Paolo ha ragione. Abbiamo sudato sette camicie per arrivare pronti a questa data, anche se... Mi sembra che l'ingegnere Jacobelli non condivida il nostro entusiasmo. Sebbene l'ingegnere abbia lavorato sodo alla prima parte del progetto, sapete che ha deciso di prendere un'altra strada. Ma preferirei non parlare di lui in sua assenza, se non vi dispiace. Se fosse una persona coerente e professionale, oggi sarebbe qui con noi. Dai, Bianca... Cambiamo discorso prima che la dottoressa si arrabbi. Sì, mi scusi per il mio comportamento. Temo di aver esagerato un pochino. Abbia pazienza. Non c'è problema. Magari tutti i miei dipendenti fossero così appassionati al lavoro come lei, Bianca. Comunque, non pensiamo più all'ingegnere e rimbocchiamoci le maniche. Ah, dottoressa! È possibile che oggi vengano anche due colleghi dalla filiale di Bergamo. Sì, è vero. Mi sembra che si tratti del responsabile marketing e del responsabile vendite. Ah, ho appena ricevuto un'email proprio dal responsabile marketing di Bergamo. Ve la leggo. Carissimi, a causa di un impegno imprevisto non potrò essere con voi oggi a Genova. Spero che il lancio del prodotto vada bene e sia un successone. Ricordatevi, è importante che sottolineiate le qualità innovative che lo distinguono da prodotti simili già sul mercato. Chiamatemi per qualunque cosa di cui abbiate bisogno. È un peccato che non possa venire. Speriamo che non mandi la sua assistente al posto suo. Penso che il suo commento non sia molto carino, Bianca. Per quanto ne sappia, l'assistente di cui parla è molto in gamba e, personalmente, sono felice che lavori per noi. Mi auguro che sia all'altezza del lavoro. Vi prego, non perdiamo tempo prezioso. E poi è possibile che qualcuno ci senta mentre diciamo queste cose e non faremmo una bella figura. Infatti. Senti, Paolo, puoi controllare un attimo che tutto sia pronto sui social? Penso che abbia già controllato la mia assistente questa mattina. Meglio ricontrollare, non si sa mai. E tu, Bianca, puoi sistemare il suono e accertarti che la connessione funzioni, per favore? Anch'io credevo che l'assistente di Paolo avesse già fatto tutto. Magari l'assistente fosse capace di fare tutte queste cose. Se la mia giornata avesse 48 ore, potrei fare tutto io. Ma non è così, quindi diamoci da fare affinché tutto fili liscio. Francesca, I have to say that Bianca is quite a piece of work. <laughs> sì, che caratterino, vero? <laughs> I think she likes stirring. Uh, she likes to kind of... Is there a word for stirring when someone's a stirrer? Uh... Forse si può dire una piantagrane o una provocatrice. Ah, okay, piantagrane. So she plants 
green? Eh sì, a volte grane si usa come sinonimo informale di problemi in italiano. Uh, okay. Yeah, she definitely seems to be planting a few problems in, in here. Sì, sì. So we've got three colleagues that are meeting to talk about the launch of a new product. Sì, and we have the uh, dottoressa Maffei um, who is really stressing the importance of this strategic event, it seems to be. Indeed. So Paolo and Bianca, they've been working really hard to make sure that everything has gone well. But Bianca drops her first bitter <laughs> remark about the, the, the engineer Jacobelli sì. and the fact that perhaps he seemed to demonstrate a little bit of a lack of enthusiasm. Esatto. But again, dottoressa Maffei say would rather not talk about this especially because he's not there so it's not nice <laughs> and Bianca's not impressed that he didn't turn up either <laughs> <laughs> see but Paolo tries to calm uh, Bianca down and in the end she apologizes that's right and pa- Paolo also mentions the possible presence of two colleagues from the Bergamo branch mm-hmm. but Dottoressa Maffei then receives an email and one of them has to cancel uh, due to an unforeseen commitment. Sì, è vero. And this person is actually uh, the person responsible for the marketing. Uh, but he wishes everyone good luck. And again, he mentions the, uh, the importance of this um, event and, uh, and in particular the importance of stressing the innovative qualities of the product. Indeed. It's a shame he can't come. Um, and Paolo's sorry that he can't come but Bianca's at it again. <laughs> See, she comes up with another bitter remark. She hopes that he doesn't send his personal assistant instead. Yeah, Dottoressa Maffei is not happy with this and uh, she said that in fact that the PA is actually very capable. So Paolo, Paolo is like uh, <laughs> the one who is trying to keep everyone calm and um, he tries again uh, to, to keep Dottoressa Maffei and Bianca calm. And he also wants to um, avoid being overheard by other people. That's right. So they decide, the three of them decide to check that everything is ready in terms of social media, the connection and the sound. I think they're going to do a live stream launch of it or something like that. See, see. But Bianca can't help a final, <laughs> a final remark, of course. That's right. She was hoping that Paolo's PA had already done all of that. <laughs> see, typico di Bianca. Mm-hmm. Um, at the end, Dottoressa Maffei uh, finishes the conversation by saying that, well, she would would do all these things uh, herself if she had uh, a 48-hour day. <laughs> but that is not the case, and they all get down to business. Sì, esatto. Now, in that conversation, there were a number of subjunctives, and we're going to go through all of that in detail in uh, the, the bonus episode, which is part of the Coffee Break Italian Season 3 course, and uh, you can find out more about that by heading to coffeebreakitalian.com. Sì, ma Mark, non dimenticare... <laughs> C'è ancora una cosina? Sì, sì, sì. Continuiamo con le nostre cosine. <laughs> ok, so what is our cosina di questo episodio? Eh, la cosina di, di questo episodio è un'altra eh, espressione idiomatica and the idiomatic expression of this episode is linked to dottoressa's Maffei dream that is uh, having a 48-hour day in order to be able to do everything herself. <laughs> that sounds like the ideal scenario especially to have time to relax as well as do all the work. Sì, magari. <laughs> so what's the expression? So in Italian we say chi fa da sé fa per tre. 
chi fa da sé fa per tre. So uh, the person who does it on a, on one's own, sì. if you do it on your own, fa per tre. You do this, the work of three people. Esatto, sì. <laughs> so if you want something done, do it yourself. Esatto, sì. Chi fa da sé fa per tre. Esatto. <laughs> allora, è tutto per oggi. Sì, Mark, che, che ne dici di questo episodio dopo le vacanze? Allora, penso che i nostri ascoltatori si siano divertiti mm. ad ascoltare questo episodio sul congiuntivo. E io spero che non si siano spaventati. <ride> Secondo me si sono divertiti e credo che abbiano voglia di impararlo meglio. Anch'io, sicuramente. <laughs> so you can learn the subjunctive a little better by tuning in for the next episode of Coffee Break Italian. Until then, grazie mille e alla prossima! A presto, ciao! You have been listening to a Coffee Break Languages production for the Radio Lingua Network. Copyright 2022, Radio Lingua Limited. Recording copyright 2022, Radio Lingua Limited. All rights reserved. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.